Welcome to the High Prices Church Podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. Now, here's lead pastor, Chris Sestar. I'm in a revival kind of mood as a preacher. I'm your pastor, but I have an evangelistic style, revivalistic anointing on me right now. And the Lord's just giving me power. Matter of fact, the Lord's already dealing with me about this morning about what I need to preach next Sunday. We're going to talk about how the devil is defeated. I got this in my spirit, but I got to get this out to you today. I want to preach this morning on what I have entitled your Jericho miracle. Anybody want a Jericho miracle? You probably don't even know what it is, but trust me, it's good. Mark chapter 10. Verse 46, obviously this is, maybe it's not so obvious, it's a story of Jesus and his disciples. Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then many warned him to be quiet. But that didn't work because Jesus was in the vicinity. He cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus Oh, this ought to get somebody fired up. Stood still. How many of you know your cry can stop the Lord in his tracks? Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. This is very important. I've preached this message before, but I didn't even look at a note. I let God just give me fresh bread on this. Did you know that? I've, I've preached this. I got sermon notes on this. I sat down and didn't pull one of them out. I said, God, give me some fresh stuff. That's why I'm, I'm fired up to preach this. Hey, you preached on this before. Yeah, but I ain't preached it this way. But this is still important. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And so Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. And then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith, your confidence in me, your trust in who I am and what I can do has made you well. And immediately, King Chris version reads, and the dude's eyes were open. But that's not what, and immediately he received his sight. And notice this. God God had been good to him. He didn't run to the nearest bar and have a party. No, he followed Jesus on the road. This man changed my life. You're stuck with me now, Lord. Come on, give God praise for the reading of the word this morning. You can be seated. We got a whole section over here. I don't normally do this, but the alabaster house. Did I get that right? They're here today. It is not a coincidence 
that the Lord led you to come on this particular Sunday. And you will understand further as I minister today. On one occasion, Jesus visited the city of Jericho. Jericho is located north of the Dead Sea in Israel. It's northwest of Jerusalem. And that city is still in existence today. Did you know that? You go to Israel, you can visit Jericho. It makes it one of the oldest continually inhabited cities in the world. It's been around for not hundreds, but thousands of years. But in church, when you mention Jericho, many people think about the Old Testament story of Joshua and the walls of Jericho. And I love that story, and I'll not go through that story because that's not what I'm preaching today, but if you don't know the story, I've learned, I've been doing this long enough that there are people that don't know the story, so if you don't know the story, it's the, the, the children of Israel went into the, I'll give you the cliff notes, went into the promised land, and this walled city, and archaeology has proven all this, shown all this, that there was this walled city with, 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 with actually dual walls. It was, it, was one, it was one wall, but it had two components to it that made it almost impenetrable and unscalable. And the children of Israel was told by God, instead of doing a siege, walk around it once, quietly, one time for six days. On the seventh day, walk around it seven times, and when that happens, I'm going to flatten those walls. And that's exactly what happened. And by the way, archaeology has proven that the walls did fall flat. And then they went into the city and defeated that enemy. And God gave them a victory. And so that little story, if you, you just heard the Cliff Notes version of it, what stands out to me in that little story, which was true, is that number one, Jericho was a place of miracles. The walls fell flat supernaturally. Number two, it was a place of victory. Jericho stood between Israel and the promised land. They had, if they didn't take out Jericho and they just kept walking, they'd have an enemy behind them. If you have an enemy behind you, it can be your past. Whatever gets behind you will hinder you. They, they said so we can't afford to let what's behind us Hinder us from moving into, full, in the, into the future what God has for us in the promised land. So they had to take it out. God supernaturally worked a miracle, and thus it became second a place of victory. They, won the, they defeated the enemy. I want to stop right here and say to you high praises. Perhaps someone in this church finds themselves in a place right now that is Jericho. It is a challenging place in your life. It is a difficult place in your life. Perhaps someone in this house stands in a place <clears throat> that stands between you and a greater walk with God. You, you're in a place, you're, 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 you're in a position, let's word it that way, that, you're, that in, in the place where you are, it is keeping you from entering into your divine destiny. Let's just say it this way. It's keeping you from your personal revival. You can't move forward spiritually because of this thing. You need some walls to come down. You need some devils to be defeated. You need God to intervene in your life. But here's what the Old Testament story of Jericho shows me. That when God showed up, the walls came down. When God showed up, victory came and the enemy was defeated. So here's... 
just here's my intro. I came here this morning to remind someone today that when God shows up, when Jesus shows up, good things happen. When Jesus shows up, miracles happen. When Jesus shows up, sinners get saved. When Jesus shows up, backsliders come home. When Jesus shows up, people in bondage are delivered and set free because he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. When Jesus shows up, broken bodies are healed. When Jesus shows up, relationships are mended. When Jesus shows up, your mind and your body and your emotions are made whole again. Good things happen when Jesus shows up. So in our text, we're introduced now not in the Old Testament, but back 2,000 years ago in the first century to a resident of Jericho named Bartimaeus. Now, just a cursory reading of this story, the average person can see what I see. Very simple truths about this man, things that we understand about him. Number one, that he was blind. We don't know if he was blind from birth. We don't know if it's a result of a disease, if he had an accident. The Bible doesn't tell us, but all we know is he could not see with his physical eyes. Now, let me just show you something that I think is important. God gave me just things I've never seen before in this. I tend to think that Bartimaeus was born blind. Because he is called blind Bartimaeus. Now, that seems funny and simple, but hold on. And let me help you connect some dots. Bar in the Hebrew means son of. I I laugh because as a theologian and a student of the Bible, that he's called blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. That literally means blind son of Timaeus, the son of Timaeus. That's what the Bible says. I'm just telling you, it it repeated itself, which I think is funny. Bar means son of Timaeus. So he is the blind, hey, who's that kid? Oh, that's the blind son of Timaeus. People in the Bible, in the New Testament, have first names. Mary, Martha, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, Paul, Timothy, Jude, they have first names, but this cat never got a first name. That's why I think he was born blind, and they didn't even give him a name. They just said, who's that kid? That's the blind son of Timaeus. That's how he'll always be known. His physical disability defined him. What had happened to him that wasn't even his fault? created his identity and I think the same thing can be said of some people sitting under the sound of my voice your circumstance your condition your trouble that you find yourself in your Jericho has come to define who you are so you're John the sinner or you're Mary that bitter woman or you're James the alcoholic Or you're Debbie, the drug addict. Or you're Susan, the divorcee. Or you're Carlton, that chronic sick person. Are you getting the gist? And when you look in the mirror, this is what you see. 
You, you see who you are in light of where you're at. I'm just, I'm chipping away getting somewhere. You've lost your identity to the person that you have become due to your negative situation. That has now defined you. He was blind, and it defined him. Second, he was a beggar. There weren't a lot of jobs for the physically disabled in the first century. Hardly any. And so, consequently, Bartimaeus was forced to lean on others' charity and benevolence, and that wasn't much. So it's pretty certain that Bartimaeus was poor. It's pretty certain that he was accustomed to doing without and barely getting by. And here's something else. It's pretty certain he was codependent. Yep. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't have the capacity to go where he wanted to go and do what he wanted to do, but he had to lean on somebody else to take him where he wanted to go. He had to lean on somebody else to get him something. He was codependent. He didn't want to be this way, but he had no recourse. It wasn't his fault. Couldn't help it. But he felt stuck. When I look at Bartimaeus and I think about people, what people are going through, I dare say that some of you feel this way too. I dare say there are people in this house, you feel spiritually impoverished in your soul right now. You feel empty. There are some folks that feel emotionally drained. And mentally or physically, you feel like you have no strength within you. Some of you, you feel like, no, it's, it's true. You're barely getting by in your walk with the Lord. You're so poor in your soul that you wonder if you're even saved. And you have become codependent. You lean on someone else's prayers right now to get you through. You lean on somebody else's shout. You don't have your own shout. You lean on somebody else's reading of the word because you don't feel like reading the word. You lean on somebody else's faith because you don't have enough of these things on your, your own and you don't want to be this way, but you just don't have it in you. You feel stuck. I'm preaching to some people today. So what did blind Bartimaeus do? Well, for a long time, he just muddled through. He's muddled through. Accepted his circumstance and lived in misery. And then Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up. I'm going to tell you what he did not do. He didn't give up on God. He didn't give up on himself. He didn't resign himself to his circumstances. He did not throw away his faith in God. Listen to me. Life can get bad enough that you are tempted to quit. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching where we all live. You're, you're tempted to quit on God. You're tempted to quit the church. I've seen that one a lot. I've, you're quim, 
tempted to quit the faith. You're, you're tempted to quit praying and reading and worshiping and fellowshipping with the saints. And you hear the preacher today, that is exactly what the devil wants you to do. Because if you isolate yourself and if you cut off all hope and if you cut off all source from God, you will shrivel up and die. And that is exactly what the devil wants. I came here today to try to encourage some people. Don't you dare quit on God. Don't you dare quit on the church. You need the church. Don't you dare quit on your faith. You keep trusting in God. Don't give up. I feel the Holy Ghost anointing on me this morning. Don't give up. God is able. Jesus is on the scene. See, he heard that Jesus was passing by. He heard that Jesus was passing by. All of a sudden, that changed everything. Leah sang in a group that sang a song that I'm not going to try to sing, but it had kind of a country flavor gospel song middle of it. But it, the title was, It Always Makes a Difference When Jesus Passes By. The devil trembles. The enemy flees when Jesus comes on the scene. He always shines a ray of light. The darkening clouds must fly. Because it always makes the difference when Jesus passes by. Oh, the songwriter knew something right there, brothers and sisters, because I'm telling you, when Jesus passes by, something's going to happen. And I got news for you. He showed up this morning at 4506 Midway Road, which happens to be our address, and he's in this house, and he's in the seat right next to you, and he's permeating this presence, and he's here in the front, and he's always in the, always in the back, and he's over here on this side, and he's moving on this side. Jesus is in the house. Get ready, because God's about to do something in your life. Don't give up. <laughs> Woo! When I was a kid, we'd sing, reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. Get your hands out of your pocket. Why would I have my hand? You get your hands in your pocket because you've lost faith. You got your hands in your pocket because you're eating up with stuff. You got your hands in your pocket because you've given up. Get your hands out of your And start looking for him. And when you... And when you feel his presence, when you feel him, when you feel him coming into your life, when you feel him moving in the room, get your hands out of your pocket and reach out and touch him. Because he can be touched and you can touch him. You'll find he's not too busy to hear your hearts cry. He's passing by this moment. <laughs> your need to supply. Just reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. He heard that Jesus was passing by, and this, this cat started crying out to Jesus. Crying out. He can't see anybody. He can't see anything. All he can do is hear. He doesn't know if there's one pe person, two people, ten people, million people, a thousand people in the crowd. L listen, great thing about being blind is you can't see. So you don't know who's there. You don't worry about, listen to me, I'm preaching. This is in my notes. But you don't worry about who's there. You don't worry about who's looking at you because you can't see them. You, sometimes the best thing you can do is get so blinded by your circumstance. You quit, my God, you quit worrying about what everybody else thinks and you just get desperate for God. You get desperate for revival. You say, everybody, get out of my way. I don't care what y'all think. Post what you want on Facebook. Talk about me behind my back, but I'm getting to an altar. I need my God. I need God. 
I need a touch from God. I don't care what anybody He started crying out. We would say he prayed. That's what he did. He prayed. Didn't pray a fancy prayer. It was a simple prayer. And he kept saying it over and over. You know, that's biblical. Don't pray one time and quit. You keep on praying. Pray till you pray through. Pray till the victory comes. Pray till the deliverance comes. Pray till the addiction's broken. Pray till you walk out and the chains are gone. Pray until that relationship's healed. Come on, I'm preaching this morning. You keep on praying. Don't you give up. Get a hold of God like Jacob did with the angel and said, I'm not going to let go of you until you bless me. He kept crying. They tried to shut him up. And there will always be people who will try to shut you up. They'll try to di- they tried to dissuade him, but he, I love this. He cried out all the more. Be quiet. No. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Don't you know you're creating a scene? Yes. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Oh, if I go down to the altar and you pray for me, it'll create a scene. Yes. Yeah, I will. We'll all be watching. But we'll watch you come down messed up and we'll watch you go back straightened out. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. Come down with your mess. Come down with your struggle. Come down with your trial. Come down with your heartache. Come down with your limp. Come down with tears streaming down your face. Just come. Whatever you do, don't let anybody stop you. Just come. God, he's able. He can do it. (laughs) Let me keep preaching. I wrote in my notes, I've been in some rough patches in my life. My wife didn't know I was going to put this, but I'm using her today. You could sit down and talk with Leah. Leah will tell you that she's been in some rough patches in her life. We both had health issues. Among other things, there's been other rough patches. And I love that Pastor Billy picked the song. He didn't know what my notes were, but he picked the song. God does that through him every Sunday. That's why you ought to be glad for our worship pastor and this team because he's in tune with God. Started singing songs about Jesus. And I said, man, he didn't know what I was going to preach today. He does it every week. But here's what Leah and I found out. When you don't even feel like praying, if you'll just speak his name. Sometimes all you, you don't even feel like you can get another word out. All you can just do is say, Jesus. Jesus, please, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes all you, but here's what, here's what we learned through the song y'all sing, Lance. What a beautiful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. And what a powerful name it is. And I'm telling you, when you call out his name, you'll get his attention. You don't think he's listening, but he is. You think he's forgot about you, but he hasn't. You don't think that he's got the power, but he does. You think you're stuck, but you're not. Somebody needs this today. When you say his name, help is on the way. The sound of Bartimaeus' voice stopped Jesus in his tracks 
And he commanded those near him to call Bartimaeus. And they said, this, this is great. The same people that were telling him to shut up said, hey, cheer up. Cheer up. He's calling you. He's heard you. And Bartimaeus arose, and I'm sure somebody helped him and moved him in the direction of Jesus and assisted him. And there's two things I observe about Bartimaeus at this moment, and I have preached this before, but I don't know that I've ever preached it like this. Number one, he threw aside his garment. He threw aside his garment. Got rid of it. Chunked it. Can I borrow your coat and do, whose coat is that? And do mean things to it? Too nice a coat to use for an object lesson. He had a he had a he had a coat that he that he wore everywhere he went. It was part of his identity. See, the blindness had given him his identity, his primary identity. And then the consequences, listen to me. This isn't in my notes, but the Holy Ghost is speaking to me. But the consequences of that one event had created a second identity. And sometimes it's not necessarily the thing that happened to you, it's what's happened to you since because of the thing. This isn't in my notes, God's given me this. And that's what's identifying you. He needed money. We all have needs. And so he would wear that beggar's coat and that let people know I'm a blind nobody with nothing. I don't have any hope. I don't have a future. I'm codependent. I don't have a life. I get up, I put this beggar coat on, and I spend my day hoping somebody will help me. Just looking for a handout. Somebody, somewhere, please help me. But when Jesus showed up and he got on his feet, he had that beggar's coat on. I love the faith of this dude. He took that coat off and he cast it away. Now remember, he's blind. See, I know that I threw it in the direction of the owner. But when he threw it, there's no getting it back. <laughs> Here's the second thing. He expected something to happen. He expected a miracle. For the first time in his life, he felt hope. When Jesus called his name, I know that faith and hope surged through his being. Why? Because he was about to encounter someone who could actually do something about his situation. He had had so many handouts and assistance from other people, but it only put a Band-Aid on his situation. But when Jesus showed up, he said, this, this person, this man, this son of David, this son of God, this one can do something permanent in my life. And he, and he walked towards him, with faith and hope and confidence, he was, I love this, he was physically blind, but he could see a new future with eyes of faith. 
something good's about to happen to me. There's a change about to happen in me. I'm ready for it. You know, when you've been in it so long, that here's the, here's the temptation is, you think, I'll never get out of this. And you kill the very faith that you need to trust God for God to give you your miracle. I came here today to tell you, pray one more time. Trust him one more time. Get out of the altar one more time. Give God a chance one more time. And see if he doesn't do what he can do in your life. Yeah, musicians, y'all need to come. So if you connect these two things, you see that Bartimaeus got rid of that beggar's garment because he truly believed faith that Jesus was going to heal him, that he wouldn't need to beg anymore. He was looking for victory. Listen, for those of you who weren't here last week, you need to hear this. And it is a reminder to those who were here last week. I told you last week that for revival to come, you may have to let go of some things or some people. I want to preach this again. Just as he got rid of the beggar's garment, you will have to let go of the past. You will have to let go of hurts from the past. You will have to let go of how you've always viewed yourself and how you have negatively viewed others. You're going to have to cast aside bitterness. You're going to have to cast aside unforgiveness. You're going to have to discard the carnality in your life. You're going to have to permanently remove behaviors and habits that don't bring glory to Jesus. But if you will, for the first time, Put your hope and trust in God. I came here today to tell you God will turn things around in your life. Just exercise some faith. Just walk in hope. Move towards Jesus. Move away from your own life. Believe that victory is coming your way. I'm closing. Jesus asked the all-important question, what do you want me to do for you? And when I read this, this seems on the surface to be a very senseless thing. And I would never want to say that about Jesus. But just from just observation, it seems sort of senseless to ask a blind man, what do you want? And see, in our minds, we're thinking, well, there's an obvious answer. So he can see. But it's not obvious. If it's so obvious, Jesus wouldn't have asked him. Right? He asked him for a reason. If it was so obvious... If it was senseless, Jesus wouldn't have done it. So he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And here's the reason why. I'm preaching today. You don't know I'm battling some things for some people right now. I'm battling for some of you right now. He was accustomed to asking people for money. It was, he, all he knew were the actions of a beggar. That was his identity. That was his lifestyle. That's what he did every morning, every night, through the night, every day for years. And in one moment, Jesus goes on to change all that. But is that what you really want? Do you want to be set free? Do you want victory? He wants to see your heart. I mean, he's, well, who wouldn't? Believe it or not, there's some people that have gotten accustomed to where they are, and that's become familiar territory. But you got to let it go. Do you still want to act like a beggar? Do you want to just depend on other people for their charity? Or do you want real change? Okay? I just want to tell you today, without repeating myself, Jesus wants to take you out of that place that you're in. And set you in a new place, but you have to decide to go there. You cannot live in the past 
if you want to move forward into your future. If he'd have held on to that beggar's coat, it would, he would have, that, that was his past. Okay? But God said, I can give you a new future. I'm telling you this morning, you got to let it go. You got to let go of the past, and you got to visualize the new you and a new life and a new start. And it's not you doing it. That would be self help. It's Jesus doing it in you and through you. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Come on, I want you to stand all over this church. You can come to the altar with doubt and ask for less than what you want or need. You can make excuses. You can fear that nothing's really going to change for you if you come down for prayer. Or you can take it, listen to me. I want to preach. If I get preach this whole message to you this. Or you can take a chance with God and ask for the hard thing. The hard thing. Yeah, what I'm asking God is a hard thing. Is anything too hard for the Lord? So it doesn't matter if it's a hard thing to you. It ain't a hard thing for him. And yes, I said ain't. Come down here and ask the hard thing. God, change me. God, heal me. God, restore me. God, forgive me. God, deliver me. God, give me victory. God, help me to forgive the one who's hurt me. God, help me to treat people better. Whatever it is, God, do the work in my life. And let me just close with this, and we're going to have an altar call. I want want all the prayer team members, you know who you are, all my prayer partners, would you come? I want you to stand along the front. We're about to minister to people. You know who you are, elders, deacons, life group leaders, small group leaders. I need every one of you down here and your spouses. Please come quickly as possible because we're going to pray for a lot of people in the next little while. Please just spread out across the front. Bartimaeus answered with a word that you probably don't know, Rabboni. I learned that in the Hebrew, Rabboni means my great one. My great one that I may receive my sight. That was his answer. My great one. Oh, my great one, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus replied, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And as we read in the story, immediately, bam, he received his sight. His eyes were open and he followed Jesus and everything changed in his life. He was a new man. He followed the Lord everywhere. And you know what he did? He pointed him out. They said, who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, blind. I'm the blind son of Timaeus. Still didn't have a first name. Well, you don't look blind because I'm not. I used to be. I used to be. I'm not that anymore, but I used to be that. What happened? You see that guy right over there? He showed up one day in Jericho. And he and he spoke to me. And he said, your faith has made you well. And I cried out to him. And my eyes opened. You mean he heals you? He healed me. And he changed my life. And now I follow him everywhere I go. And anybody that gives me a chance, I tell them, that's Jesus. And let me tell you what he's done for me. You see, if you'll let God bring you, you'll get out of this altar and trust God to do what you don't think can be done. I'm telling you, you will have a new life. Something will change about you. 
people will notice it and you will have now a testimony where before you didn't have a testimony you had a sad sad story but God will turn your sad story into a glad story where you get to talk not about what you've been through but what he's done for you and you get to tell people how good Jesus is and how he's made a difference in your life and you're not the same and you're not that person anymore God has set you free Come on, give God praise in this house this morning. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Sunday mornings in person or online at 10 a.m. For more information or to watch our services online, please visit us at www.highpraises.org or check us out on social media.